welcome to you all over the map, where we cover our favorite sports teams, sports media, and the world of broadcasting. With your host, Ali Welcome to the all over the map studio. We have arrived for your second show of the week. On the day of this recording, it is Thursday, June the 1st, 2023, and I am your host for this show, Ali Musa, coming to you from the All Over the Map studio. And it is an absolute pleasure to bring you on board in studio here. I'm a very excited that you are enjoying all the content that we're putting out here for you. And I am just excited to bring you all kinds of content. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements here. We, um, but first, I want to tell you what is coming up on the Thursday show. Cam Jenkins. Uh, from the Neutral Zone on Accessible Media Inc. will be uh, in the studio with us for a sports chat and a sports media chat. And uh, anything else we um, that comes up that we get into here? We go all over the map around here, so maybe we'll chat about the world of broadcasting. We will, um, you'll have to stick around, stay tuned, don't touch your player or your, your, your device, because we have a lot to go. Now, first, I want to make an, an announcement here. We are doing all over the map as, well, uh, it, it is time to celebrate. Now, by the time you hear this, an announcement has gone out already for those of you on the all over the map uh, mailing list. And if you're not on the mailing list and you would like to receive all the updates, please let me know by sending a note to ATOM podcast 819 at gmail.com that it's time to celebrate. As we get closer to the summer season, All Over the Map is giving you, the listeners and guests that have been on the show and that will be coming on the show, the opportunity to come in live to the studio. And this will be a place where we will discuss we will have a conversation on our favorite books, on books, tech, sports, and more. It will take place live. Uh, it will be over Zoom. It will be on Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And if you 
are a listener to the show and did not receive the email and you would like to come out and join us live, send me a note and I would be happy. Send me an email and I will be happy to provide this information. And please let me know no later than Thursday, June 15th at 4 p.m. By 4 p.m. And we will have a great conversation as well. And if you are unable to make it live, fear not, because the show will be recorded and posted on the All Over the Map podcast. The same feed that you are listening to the show right now. And also, um, if you also receive Spicy, I have also, in addition to All Over the Map, I co-host Spicy Techie, which is a show where we discuss technology, books, and so much more. And on this show, for new listeners, we cover sports, our favorite sports teams, sports media, and the world of broadcasting. We will take a break. And when we return back to the studio, Cam Jenkins will have will be here. And we will chat about sport our favorite sports teams, sports media, and the world of broadcasting, as we mentioned here. You are listening too. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this commercial after the commercial break. You are listening to All Over the Map. Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast. And join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. 
On the ice and behind the benches is the Nibbling Podcast, to a sports for beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays. But for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our Nibbling Podcast, the Sports for Beginners Podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's On the Ice and Behind the Benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join the, have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Welcome back to the All Over the Map uh, studio. I am your host, welcoming you back, Ali Musa. And as we promised in the uh, in the opening segment there, that Cam Jenkins has arrived in studio and is joining us. Cam is from the Neutral Zone on Accessible Media Inc. Audio. And uh, also from Easter Seals, Ontario. And just something I forgot to mention there on the uh, intro on that segment one, that on Spicy Techie, Stephen Scott will be from Double Tap will be hopping in on Friday. But first things first, Cam, I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you to the studio tonight. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me, Ali, in the studio. It's uh, going to be lots of fun chatting some sports. Absolutely. You know, I've been looking forward to this. You know, part of what I've been wanting to um, and I'll, and I'll uh, do here with the show is I wanted to have, you know, is that I had always made it a promise to myself that that when I do a show, if I get an opportunity to do my own show, which I guess I do have my own talk show now. Yeah, you do. That um, I've been wanting, you know, that to have people on that I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. And I've had a number of broadcasters and people in here and some friends of mine too, I've had in here to give some people some airtime. So start by telling us a little bit about uh, your upbringing, please. 
a little bit about my upbringing. Um, I was born and raised in Mississauga, Ontario, and yeah, um, I had a really good upbringing, um, school, and had supportive uh, parents and sister. Um, I also, uh, you know, uh, went to high school, and um, that's when I kind of started uh, doing uh, a little bit of sports, well, maybe even a little bit before that, actually. Maybe in uh, middle school, I started uh, parasports, um, and that's where the parasports um journey started for me um it was with uh Aaron Oak um at the time and uh, they had a little sports program where um you know they took us to some track and field meets and um they took us uh, they had a program where we were weightlifting um at the uh, city hall the new well what I considered at the time the new city hall and um yeah that's kind of where my para sports uh, began so um, and then it brought me uh, to the journey of uh, doing track and field sports through the cruiser sports for the physically disabled. And I also played uh, sledge hockey, which is now called para ice hockey. Uh, I did that as well. Um, and then a few years ago, don't know how many, maybe five years ago now, um, I ended up having carpal tunnel in both of my wrists. So uh, I was a goalie in sledge hockey, and so it was time for me to um, take a step back and retire from uh, sledge hockey uh, because it, it's really hard to play sledge hockey because all you do is you use your wrists. Um, so I ended up kind of retiring from sledge hockey, and then uh, I kind of fell into uh, broadcasting. Um, I volunteered uh, at a place called uh, Voices for Ability, which is uh, for about and by people with disabilities. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's been on your show, Brett Wills. Has he been on your show, Ali? Uh, yes. Yeah, he has yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Brett Wills came up with the idea of uh, the neutral zone. And yeah, that's kind of how the neutral zone started was that... Uh, um, uh, when I was volunteering and it just kind of blossomed from there. Um, so I've been doing the show for, oh, well, five years uh, at AMI Audio and I think it's three or four years at Voices for Ability. So uh, yeah, it's uh, unbelievable, but I think I've been doing it for about nine years now. Awesome. Yes. And actually a full disclosure, a little bit too, that I actually, um, am a graduate of the um, Connect for Life uh, broadcast uh, training program, uh, which actually, actually uh, last year, uh, uh, August of 2022 is when I graduated from that. Oh, that's awesome. I hear that's a great program. I didn't have the pleasure of taking it myself, but I hear it's a great program. It was. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot from it. And uh, see, um, the thing, the thing was too, is that the idea was brought to me, um, to, um, actually by, by, um, uh, actually by Kelly McDonald, actually. Uh -huh. And he had encouraged me to take the course. And I said, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You know? And I knew all along, right. My, because I've always been a sports fan. So I knew all along, even when I took the course, 
that I wanted to do, I, I wanted to do my own talk show on sports, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it my own way. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, and, and, and when I was a kid, I actually had dreams of, um, of, um, of getting, of actually getting, of actually getting into the industry and hosting a talk show. Mm-hmm. But, um, but of course, given the way that the industry is now, it was one of those areas where I felt that it'd be, if I'm able to do it, a show on my own, that, you know, just in my own way, like a po- as a podcast, now that the tools are here, that might as well just, you know, do that. And that's what I worked towards when I took the, um, the program. And what do you see as your um, style, Ali? As far as hosting? Yeah, absolutely. Doing your own podcast and you have a certain style? My style is, um, and I'll, I will answer that, but I'm just, I'm curious to, have you had a chance to listen to some of the stuff I've done? Yeah, I've heard a little bit of it. Absolutely. Which one did you, which one in particular did you check out? Uh, I checked out the Brett Wills one. Oh, oh, okay. So you didn't, not the recent ones. Like you didn't check out like Dave Trafford and. No, I haven't had a chance to check those ones out yet. No. Yeah. Okay. So my, my, my getting back to the question, my style um, is I keep things very open, relaxed and conversational. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, you know, I want to hear the, I want to hear I want to hear the stories. I want to hear your, I want to hear perspectives and I want to hear the stories. Like, like for instance, when I just asked you about your upbringing, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to find out what a person's path is and what led them there. And also just to, and about, you know, sports stuff. So what I like to cover here is the, uh, is sport, uh, my favorite sports teams, which are the Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and the Kitchener Rangers, the Hamilton Tiger Cats as well, some Argos. Oh, I was going to say, if you're a Hamilton Tiger Cat fan, I don't know if we're going to get along. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some Kitchener Rangers as well. Okay, yeah, good OHL team. Yep. And, and of course, and I also like to end the world of... Uh, of broadcasting as a whole as well. Like to, uh, that, th- those things of those have always been a fascination to me. And I always have read places like broadcast dialogue and, and still do today. So it's like, might as well, you know, if I'm, I look at it that I'm passionate about this stuff. I enjoy this stuff. Do a show on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you got to do what you like. Cause um, it really shows in your voice, tone of voice, that uh, you're really passionate about it, and that's great. And you know, and I enjoy it too. And and um, you know, and then like just being able to. And sometimes I've done, and sometimes I I will do some. Uh, sometimes I do some uh, some solo shows too. Um, okay. Where, but um, where all where like back if you go like way back at 
some Christmas like when the like almost when the Bo Horvat trade happened. Um, oh yes, I um I had uh, Scott in here, but um I I started off solo, mm-hmm. and then they kind of he joined me in here um to talk uh to chat about the um that trade but and of course um and of course the some of the kitchener rangers run uh in the playoffs i did a couple of i did a couple of solo shows there too yeah and that's always harder to do it solo because yep. you're the only one talking right so you can't bounce ideas or uh you know uh, and that's where i'm very grateful uh, you know, doing the podcast that we do, um, you know, there's Brock, the host, and um, it's either uh, Josh or Claire, and we can bounce ideas off of, or, you know, we can kind of get into it a little bit and have a, uh, a little bit of a chat or a discussion or disagreement. And yeah, it, it's so much easier to do it. So I very much respect that, uh, you know, you do it by yourself sometimes. Yes, and now that 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 does not happen too often, but mm-hmm. um, but um, but I've done it because I because um, if because um, I I do have um, uh, we do have a number of uh, people coming in here um, into uh, on the show and have over the next little while, so um, it's made it easy for me because because we can talk about things that are of uh, that are of interest and passion. Uh, for me, like you were saying there, like doing the, uh, like you were describing the neutral zone and bounce ideas off of. Yeah, you can just have a conversation and um, other people have different ideas. And yeah, it's just, it's so much easier if you have two or three people. So anyone that can do a podcast and uh, do it by themselves, I very much respect because I like to talk. But I don't know if I could do it for a half an hour or an hour by myself. That's for sure. And actually, a little a, uh, a little secret there. Um, when when I do the solo shows, they're no more than five minutes. Oh, like, okay, yep. Right, like um, it will just be. It would just be oh something like oh um, you know uh, oh um, Jamal Murray and the Nuggets will be facing off in game one tonight. You know, that sort of thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's still good to do that. It's uh, uh, it's an art being able to just do a podcast, but doing it by yourself, uh, that's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Now, you mentioned there, um, what is, uh, just going back a little, what is Carpal Tunnel? Can you explain that for those that um, are not, uh, who uh, are not uh, aware of it? In fact, I'm not, I've heard of it, but what is it like? What is it? Oh, carpal tunnel syndrome, um, it ends up being like a lot of the time you're uh, at a desk all day and you're typing um, or you're using your hands and your wrists, uh, like in sledge hockey, you have two sticks. So you're kind of using a lot of your uh, wrists and arms. Um, So it's a a pain that is in your wrist and it doesn't go away and it can hurt uh, quite a lot. Um, So, uh, you know, uh, some days I'm fine, um, but then other days uh, I end up having to wear a um, like a hand splint on my uh, right um, wrist uh, because sometimes it hurts a lot and um, that helps to relieve the pain. So um, 
yeah, so that's kind of the layman's terms of what carpal tunnel syndrome is. Affects the wrists and it hurts. Now, for those of us that, uh, it, does that just happen over time? Like, is is it like for those of us that do spend, like myself, that do spend a lot of time um, typing and using the keyboard? And I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious because like, I guess it's kind of because it's what it's it's kind of what, you know, it, well, I, I guess it's kind of what I do. Right. But is that something that happens over time or is it something that that you have to be um, uh, careful and aware of developing um, it over time? Well, it develops over time. Um, so it's not as though you can just type for one day and never type again and you know, you wouldn't, or you might not get it, or you probably wouldn't get it. But um, if constantly you're holding your cell phone, um, you're typing, uh, if you're not at the right level, uh, like right now, I've gone through a process of, um, you know, my arms, and, and like I said, some days, even my wrists, um, because of the desk that I'm at, it's an old wooden desk, that's a roll top desk from like, probably the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, and I'm a short person. So um, with my uh, hands. And actually, kind of so am I, actually. On a, yeah. So like my arms are kind of like, a, if you kind of think of um, a slope, a ski slope, um, but at a very, um, not at a high angle, um, but just kind of a gradual, um, that's kind of how my hands are. And they need to be um, straight and they need to be like on the keyboard and straight. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going through that process right now of, um, you know, uh, I've bought a cushion. Um, I've bought, um, uh, uh, oh, what do you call it? a footstool? Um, and then I also bought a uh, keyboard tray um, so I could have the keyboard underneath my desk. Um, to try to get it lower to all help with the um, those types of challenges. So yeah, it's a work in progress. I'm yeah. uh, still working on it, and, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I actually have a. You see, I don't know. I, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're able to. I don't know what you can. What actually is shown in the camera here? But um, I actually think I have. I don't know if you can see my actual desk from where we are, but um. I have a, I think I have a wooden desk too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Like I said, it's, uh, probably for a, a six foot person or yeah. <laughs> whatever the average size of a person is, is probably perfect. But, uh, like I said, I'm a little bit shorter. So I've, uh, yeah, I just had to do some readjustments. So I hope to oh, see yeah. improvements soon. Absolutely. I want to continue. I want to, um, talk about i want to start with the um i want to chat with you about the leafs a little bit here to start okay. i want to chat with you and we both we I'm, I'm and i'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts on it so just just uh feel free to just ramble away um, okay <laughs> we want um starting with the game five loss to the Panthers, and then you can move in any direction, go into the Kyle Dubas uh, news conference, and keep, and we, we will keep going from there. <laughs> yeah, the game five loss, um, it hurt. 
Um, I thought that I would have a different feeling once they passed the first round and they beat Tampa. Um, and when they lost in the second round, the pain was um, just as much, if not more, than when they've been out in the, in the first round the past, what has it been, six years? So um, it hurt. But, you know, at the same time, looking at the journey of the Florida Panthers, you have to give them credit. Uh, you know, they very well might be a Cinderella team. Uh, they were one uh, loss away from not even making the playoffs. Pittsburgh ended up losing and Florida won, so that got them into the playoffs. And they've been on a magical run. Uh, they beat the Boston Bruins, who had, um, what was it, 120-some-odd points? I forget how many points they had, but I'm pretty sure it was the most in, um, uh, in the NHL, or I know it was most in the NHL, but I think all-time as well, the best regular season. Um, they beat them in seven games. Um, they beat the Leafs in five, uh, and then they also dismantled uh, the Hurricanes as well. And those were probably uh, top three or four teams in the league um, that that uh, Florida Panthers beat. So you have to give them credit. Um, you know, they dismantled every team that they played. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they play against uh, Vegas um, because Vegas has a really good team. And I think Vegas might win it all. Um, but like I said, it wouldn't surprise me because Florida Panthers, they seem to be on a Cinderella run. See, I'm actually, see, a couple of things that really impressed me here were the uh, the Kraken really impressed me. I thought they did had something special going. Yeah, they did seem to have something special going. And the way they built that team, it was so much different than how Vegas built their team. Um, Vegas, they ended up, you know, holding up trades and selling off to get players. And they built that team up like right from the get-go. And with Seattle Kraken, they only took, what, two years to get into the playoffs, I believe. So, uh, but they built it uh, a lot different than Vegas did. Um, but like gone are the days now where you have the Ottawa Senators and the San Jose Sharks coming in. And it's like a few years before you even get a first round draft pick. Um, now you get your first round draft pick no matter what. And yeah, it's just so much uh, different because now you're paying close to a billion dollars for a franchise and they don't want to, you know, be bad in the league for a number of years before they start to get good. And when you're paying a billion dollars, money talks. So they kind of change the rules on, um, you know, when you're a new team coming into the league and, you know, like, I agree with it, to be quite honest with you, because when you're spending that much money and if you're losing for five to 10 years before, you know, your draft picks develop and you get some unrestricted free agents to add to the group, um, you know, that's too long in some uh, cities because they're not going to pay attention because if you're losing, a lot of people are going to lose interest. So you got to have the best team available um, as quickly as you can. So I agree with the NHL and the way they're uh, doing that now. And who knows when the next uh, team is going to end up coming in 
um, whether it's going to be through relocation, like Arizona might be a relocation um, because they don't even have a deal for an arena and they're playing in the mullet arena right now, which is mm-hmm. only 4,000 people. Um, so that might be a relocation, but to add new teams, um, you know, there's talk, I think there was of Houston uh, being a, a team that might come in, but mm-hmm. um, with 32 teams, it's, like they're running out of places to play, I think, too. So, and of course, the A's there, you know, there was something put forward there for them to move to Vegas. Yeah. And that's going to cost them a billion dollars or over a billion dollars for that um, ballpark that they're going to build, I believe. And that's going to be uh, right at the end or right on the Vegas Strip. So, um, but Vegas is a good place to do it because. Uh, they do have a lot of people there. Not a lot of people don't realize that, but there are a lot of people that live in Vegas or in the suburbs. Uh, plus, you have so much tourism as well. So, you know, teams, uh, a lot of people just want to go to Vegas to gamble. And then, hey, let's go see a baseball game or, hey, let's go see the Vegas Knights play. And uh, apparently it's uh, quite the entertaining game to go see the Vegas Knights play in their arena. And uh, that, yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Now, Kyle Dubas, um, what did you think of his um, press conference there on the Monday after that Game 5 loss? One of the things that stood out to me was that when he said, and he was asked by the media, quote, that... um what do things look like for you and whether you want to come back or this, that. And he said, I want to be the general manager of the Leafs uh, or I don't want, uh, but with, I I just want to be here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be with, uh, you know, and I want to be nowhere else. I don't want to be with any other team. And if I'm not back here, I'll take the time to reflect on my time here. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, Dubas said this and, uh, you know, it's either the Leafs or nothing. Um, But you got to remember, Brendan Shanahan, uh, he ended up firing Dubas before his contract ended. So that's a lot different than Dubas thinking it over, um, talking to his family to see what's best for him and his family. Um, You know, the negotiation happened where it seems like at the last minute, Dubas asked for some more money. Um, But I I don't think that was really the crux of um, the problem or why he's not back. I think it was that he ended up wanting to have, um, you know, uh, all hockey matters and decisions go through him. Um, And he didn't end up getting that because if Brendan Shanahan ended up giving that uh, up to him, um, what's, you know, uh, Brendan Shanahan wouldn't have any say in the hockey operations. Uh, He would just be the president and trying to get, you know, uh, butts and seats and ticket holders and, you know, everything else that a president does. But I think Brendan Shanahan likes the idea of um, making hockey decisions. So, that was a non-starter. And I think, um, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say that's the reason why uh, Kyle Dubas is gone is because he wanted more power. And from Kyle Dubas's, um, you know, uh, 
point of view or situation, I don't blame him for wanting to have uh, more power or being able to make decisions because, you know, it, and I'm not sure who reported it, but it was a matter of Dubis would go to Brendan Shanahan with the hockey idea, and then Brendan Shanahan would have to go to the board of MLSE. And then once MLSE said yes or no, it went back to Brendan Shanahan and then went back to Kyle Dubis. And that process apparently uh, can take, you know, up to three days. So especially if you're at the trade deadline or you're in, you know, it was uh, reported that uh, Dubis wanted to get a, a defenseman um, that uh, ended up having to go to uh, the board because it was a, a big ticket defenseman. Um, that took three days and, you know, by that time the player was gone. So um, just from a um, point of view to streamline things, I don't, I don't, um, I don't blame Kyle Dubas for wanting to streamline that process because technically you could lose out on a big trade if it takes up to three days to make that decision. So um, but as we know, as of today, um, Kyle Dubas is now the president of hockey operations. I believe that's his official title with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, he got what he wanted. He's going to be able to uh, make the decisions and um, we'll see, you know, how those decisions pan out in Pittsburgh. Yes. Well, I, you know, I'll be listening to uh, uh, Locked on Penguins here tonight as well. Yeah, it was a big day in the sports world with, uh, you know, the Dubas, and I did watch the press conference there, and he did allude to um, his uh, press conference in uh, with the Maple Leafs uh, after they lost, and he did admit that, you know, maybe he was a bit too emotional or a bit too honest, um, and maybe he shouldn't have spoke or maybe he shouldn't have been as honest, but I really admire Kyle for, you know, saying what he said and being honest because it's so much hockey talk and it's just the, Oh, I'm going to give 110% and all of the, you know, uh, things that the hockey people say, the hockey pucks say. So I really <laughs> admire Kyle Davis being honest and, uh, you know, talking basically about his family and the mental health that it takes um, to be general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cause people can be really mean <laughs> yeah on the on on the day of the press on the on the on the after the game five loss yeah yeah so you know yeah. at the end of the day i really think kyle dubas just wanted to um he you know he's an assistant general manager with the leads for four years he was a general manager for five years and i think he felt he earned um, being able to uh, have last say on trades and hockey decisions. And obviously, why would Brendan Shanahan want to give that up? Um, so he ended up finding a place that uh, allowed him to be able to make those hockey decisions. So, um, and Kyle Dubas, uh, he's a really intelligent man. And I still wish he was with the Leafs. I wish that they did give him I do too. I, I honestly still do too. Yep. So... I think that it, the Leafs, I, I think that they're going to eventually feel like they made a mistake by not keeping Kyle Dubas. Um, but you have to move forward. And as of today, 
uh, Brad Ching uh, has been um, announced as the uh, general manager, or he was yesterday, and his press conference was today. So you've got to get behind uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm now behind Brad Treliving. But what are your thoughts there? Is he in? in is he a downgrade over Dubis? Now, and um, I'd like to answer that in my in my view for a second. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I, I would say, yeah, I say that he's a bit of a downgrade over over Dubis, and you're and because look at his time in Calgary. You know, he yeah he he had some playoff appearances, yeah, but. He didn't make it to the playoffs uh, this year, and I think for the past couple of years. Yeah, and um, I disagree with you, Ali, in regards to I think Treliving uh, is the best person available for the job right now. Uh, he does have experience. Uh, he's been doing really good with trades. Uh, and I think it was in the 2015 or 2016 season uh, with drafting and making some trades, he made some really good ones. And he was in a bad situation uh, last summer where um, Kachuk didn't want to be there. And um, the other gentleman uh, that went to Columbus, he didn't want to be there either. Uh, he ended up losing um, the player that went to Columbus. I, the name escapes me. Um, but he ended up going to Columbus with getting nothing for him. Um, and he made the best out of that Kachuk trade, um, you know, getting Uyghur and Huberto. Now, they did not have a good year this year. Um, however, I think with the way Daryl Sutter coaches, um, you know, uh, both Uyghur, I can't say so much with Uyghur, but with Huberto, uh, he's more of an um, offensive player, um, and defense isn't one of his... Um, um, positives or strengths, I should say. So uh, I think with a different kind of coach in there and getting the best out of the players and what they can do, I think you're going to see a turnaround in uh, Calgary next year because you also have Kadri on that team where Trey Living signed him uh, to a deal as well. So I, I think Calgary is going to end up being a, a much better team next year uh, with a new coach and a new style of play. See, okay, but that's the reason, you see, because see, the, the thing, but now here's the thing, but it, I, and while, while, while you make some good points, and I agree with you, but why I say he's a, he's a downgrade, because some are saying that, 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 that it was that he was hired because he was the only one available. He was uh, um, the only one available, or there weren't many options. Yeah, I would Shanahan backed himself into a corner by saying he wanted somebody with experience. Yep. And but that's what he had. That's the only thing that he has here. Yeah, but like I said, his draft record, if you look at his draft record uh, up until about 2017, he's made some really good picks. Um, with the draft record, and he's right. done really well with trades as well. Um, it didn't show it this year, uh, like I said, um, but I think that was more uh, because of um, the coach that they had in Daryl Sutter. And I, th I think Trey Living ended up leaving uh, because Sutter was still going to be the coach. Um, but then 
he ended up getting canned too. So, um, I, and who else are you going to pick out of the experienced coaches? Uh, Mark Bergevin, do you want him who ran the Canadians for what was it, 10 years? Um, you know, and you have some other GMs, uh, you know, that are on the market, but I don't think they're any better than Trey Living, uh, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to, you know, what do you think is going to happen to, but see, he's got a lot, Tree Living has a lot to deal with now. Um, oh, God, yes. On Sheldon Keefe, for example, what do you think the future, what do you think is going to happen? To, what do you think of the, the future of Keefe is? Yeah, I think they're going to keep Keefe around for this year. Um, and that's one less uh, thing to worry about. Um, and then I guess we'll see how he does with the team uh, going into this year. Um, so, uh, but then after this year, um, it's going to really depend on how uh, Trey Living and Keith work together um, and their style. So you think play. he'll still be there then? Yeah, I think they're going to keep Keith around at least for this year. Cause he's got one more year on the deal. And after the Babcock deal, which I think was paying Babcock, who was a former uh, coach of the Leafs, um, I don't know if it's up now or if they're still paying him like $8 million a year to coach Saskatchewan or whatever hockey team he was helping out with. But ever since then, MLSC doesn't want to give out um, big, long contracts, especially to coaches, because, you know, like everybody, coaches have a, a shelf life, probably I would say, if I had to guess, of three or four years. And they don't want to do that. So why not give Keith another shot um, and see how it goes? Because he has only one more year on the deal. So if he coaches this year, they'll probably end up with another 111 to 115 point season uh, because Keith has done that the past few seasons. Um, it's, it's just in the playoffs that it's puzzling to see what Keith does. Uh, with his lines and some of the decisions that he makes. Okay, and then now, what? A, but let's see. What do you think the future? What do you think the future now of um, of Brandon Purdom is? Because he ultimately, you know, because now see, it might even become a thing where Dubas might want to bring in his own staff, uh, some of his own staff in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and you know what? That does happen. Um, and Keith could go too. The the real yeah. thing, the real thing is is does Keith want to be back this year? I think that's the key thing. Well, he's under contract, so if the Leafs keep him on, he has to come back. Um, so, and if uh, Dubis wants him, he only has to wait one year because. You know, he is a coach in Sullivan, I believe, in Pittsburgh, and I'm not sure how many years he has left on his contract, but, you know, he could wait a year and wait for Keith to um, be done with the Leafs. And then if uh, Sullivan still has years on his contract, uh, Keith could fire him and hire Sheldon Keith. Um, you know, and as far as Pridham goes, um, I, he is like, he helped write the CBA, the current CBA. Um, so I think he is phenomenal as an assistant general manager and for um, managing the cap. Uh, I, I would pay lots of dollars to keep Pridham uh, with the Leafs. And I really hope that they are able to uh, keep him because uh, I think he's just so valuable um, 
you know, well, he'd be valuable to any team, but especially the Leafs that always pay right up to the cap. Um, you need a good capologist and David Pridham, he is the best at it. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting. I, I, the whole um, uh, tree living, I think that was just, I felt it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing, but it, it's going to be interesting to see where that go. Downgrade, I wouldn't say he's much of a downgrade because I think he, um, I think he fits in mm-hmm. to what the as to what the Leafs were looking for and are looking for. So, yeah, you know, and I think the Leafs, uh, it is so minute the difference between. Uh, you know, um, advancing in the playoffs and not advancing in the playoffs. Um, you know, like they they just got by uh, Tampa again. Um, but last year, uh, they ended up losing to Tampa, but they ended up scoring more goals overall in the series just by one goal. But I felt the Leafs had a, a good year last year and they were right with them. They just couldn't finish them off. So it, it the it's so minute to get from one series to the next, um, you know, the mistakes that you made could be so costly uh, in the playoffs. And it's a different type of style. Uh, you don't have your running gun offenses because defense is so much tighter in the playoffs. And yeah, like I think the Leafs, um, hopefully they've uh, learned a lot from O'Reilly's time because uh, I think he was phenomenal playing for the Leafs. And I'm hoping that he passed on some of his knowledge. Um, But I think they need more guys like O'Reilly. And also, I think um, Shen uh, was a great pickup as well from Vancouver. Uh, And, you know, they need kind of those rough guys, tough guys uh, that can be able to skate and play, but also, uh, you know, lean the body in and check and uh, true living. He kind of alluded to that to uh, in his press conference today that I uh, did listen to after work. Um, that you know you've got to check, uh, you know, to be able to um, get somewhere. I I don't think he mentioned in the playoffs, but he he did mention about checking, and you've definitely got to check. So uh, I think you'll see more of a checking team next year with the Maple Leafs. Um, but that's just kind of my two cents worth from the little bit of. Uh, what I heard Trey Living said. Awesome. So what, what is your question of the week here for all over the map listeners? My question um, for the listeners. Interesting. Your question uh, of the week for listeners. For the listeners. Um, what is it that you like about the about your podcast that would be my question of the week about this why show the, yeah why, why do what do the listeners like about your show okay that's an interesting one um do you how about when it comes to say the uh the the true living uh higher or anything Oh, a uh, question I have there. Um, if I was asking, if I was asking for a living uh, for a question, um, what probably, would you be asking in terms of true living? In terms of the listeners uh, about the true living hire? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I would ask him, and, and he, he alluded it, to it in his press conference, but it's kind of like, how do you see um, your priorities as far as what you need to do first and second and third? And uh, so that, that's what I, I would ask Trey Living um, is, you know, what are his priorities? What does he feel like he needs to get done first? And he did allude to that he wants to have a chat with Austin Matthews. Um, but he also uh, was very firm and resolute in saying that, you know, it's not just about one person or it's not just about the core four. Um, it's about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's about all 23 players. So um, I was quite impressed with that answer when he was talking. That's awesome. Now, my, our, our question of the week this week, I'm not sure if you, if you saw it, but our question of the week for this week's um, show is um, should the Jays be concerned about Alec Manoa? Ooh, good question. Um, I, I think now, I mean, he did come out and uh, talk, he did come out and talk about his mental health. Mm -hmm. But your, but, um, should but I, and I'm going to ask you the question: Should we be concerned about? Should the Jays be concerned about Alec Manoa now? Uh, I think there is enough uh, this year of his outings that they should be concerned about Manoa and the way he's pitching. Um, you know, everyone you know that is talking about Manoa, about Manoa um, always goes back to uh, the talk about Rory Holiday when he was here and how he was struggling and how they ended up getting him to go back to a ball. I think it was, and they ended up um, totally changing his delivery and he worked back up the ranks. And then, you know, arguably uh, along with Dave Steve is one of the best pitchers in Blue Jays history in my estimation. So um, I, I'm not saying that Alex Manoa needs to, you know, go down to the minors and, and totally fix his delivery. Um, I think a lot of it uh, today as well, that it, there's so much social media, there's so much television um, that you can watch a game and break it down uh, of how Alex Manoa pitches, where the hitters, they're just kind of catching up to the way he pitches and they're figuring him out. So I think the best pitchers in baseball, uh, they are always changing something. So maybe it is part of their arm delivery, or maybe it's putting a, a you know, a sinker ball or a curveball or something else in their repertoire. Um, so I think Manoa is going to end up having to do something like that because um, people are always going to be able to, um, you know, see how you're doing it. They're going to be able to catch up and then you're going to have to do something different to keep them off balance. It will be interesting um, to see what um, the Jays do with that. Uh, and with, um, I want to wrap up with this. Um, what are your thoughts? And you, and, and I've heard you mention, and I, and I am a listener. I do, I do check in with your show, uh, the neutral zone, as you know, I'm a big fan of that show. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate that. Um, 
that. Oh, thank you. No, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, and you had mentioned that you used to, I don't know if you still listen to, but you, you listened to the fan back a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, are, I don't know. Are you still a listener to, do you still listen from time to time? Um, from time to time I do. Um, what are I your thoughts? Yes. So what are your thoughts with the way that it sounds, sports radio in Toronto sounds versus like the fan and TSN 1050? Um, the Rogers is doing a lot of uh, shows now that are built for podcasts um, because that's the way of the world now. People are wanting to listen to podcasts and, you know, when they're going home, um, they don't necessarily listen to live radio. They listen to podcasts, be it sports car podcasts or, um, you know, self-help podcasts or money podcasts. Uh, so it seems like uh, radio, it's almost a dying breed, unfortunately. Um, but Sportsnet, they're going more of the way of uh, podcast type shows um, where they're getting more listeners to listen to the podcast when it's convenient for them. Um, and TSN, um, for years on Sportsnet, it was Bob McCowan, and he was the monster uh, in the afternoon and took all of the ratings. Um, but then slowly but surely, uh, TSN, they ended up having a good uh, drive uh, afternoon drive home show, and that was Overdrive, where they had um, Noodles, and they had the O-Dog, and Brian Hayes, and they've taken over that afternoon slot, and I believe that they're always in the um, top of the ratings now. And, you know, that like I enjoy listening to Overdrive. They're funny. Um, they show their personalities. They kind of joke and have fun. Um, whereas the Bob McCallan uh, show before, it was all like they laughed a bit and stuff, but it really didn't show the personality. Bob McCallan made a decision a long time ago, I believe I've heard on uh, podcasts or shows that, you know, he went the way of um, being this rough and gruff kind of person and um, as if he didn't care uh, about the listeners and what they thought. Um, and that worked for a very long time because on um, Sportsnet, on CJCL, I think it was way back on the AM dial, uh, still might be today. No, it's not. It's 1050 now, sorry. But he was on CJCL. Uh, back in the day on the AM radio and he was the king for years and now it's TSN's turn with Overdrive and I really like their lineup of guests that they have and yeah just the personality types that they have as well and a lot more of it's hockey because all three hosts are all hockey um, you know from the hockey pucks so you know it's a lot of hockey and I love hockey so if you want something a little bit different, uh, you can go over to Sportsnet, and they have a lot of basketball, um, and they have some hockey too, obviously. And the um, baseball, and yeah. they've got Blair and Barker. Yeah, they got Blair and Barker too. Um, what do you think so, of them? Um, I haven't listened to them too much because I think they're on at around noon to two. I think is that when? Uh, they're- now they're five to seven. Oh, now they're five to seven. Okay. And that's hard to keep up with all these changes, too, because especially Sportsnet, it seems that they're always changing their lineup and even their hosts, they seem to be changing, too. So it's always hard to, you know, um, keep up. But 
Yeah, like the Blair and Barker show. I've seen Blair and Barker, uh, you know, on Sportsnet on the television. I believe it's uh, before Jay's games. Um, and yeah, like they, they've got a wealth of knowledge, uh, especially Jeff Blair. He's been in the baseball business for years. And I think he even covered the Montreal Expos, if I remember correctly. So. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, yeah, like, and I love Jay's. Um, you know, they're not doing as well this year as I uh, hoped they would. I thought their pitching was going to be a lot better, but. Um, but they're, but they're starting to come out of it, though. Yeah, they're starting to. They had that bad stretch of games against the AL East teams, against uh, um, Baltimore and the Yankees and uh, Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. They had that seven or eight games and they lost seven of eight. And it was really surprising against Baltimore because, as I remember them, even as uh, late as last year, uh, they weren't a very good team. So when Baltimore was beaten up on the Jays, too, I was like, oh, man. Um, but that's just the way it seems. But when we joke about it on the show, uh, it's kind of a running bit now where, you know, I talked about Kikuchi and I thought he was going to be a good pitcher this year. And he's had a couple of rough outings, I think, lately. Um, but I don't think he was tagged with the loss. and couple of those games but you know for the most part Kikuchi's been doing really well so I always joke that it's my boy Kikuchi and um, Brock isn't uh, so uh, uh, keen on Kikuchi he thinks that uh, he'll fall apart but yeah we'll see he's a he's doing okay partly through the season and have you checked out some of the other TSN stuff like uh, uh, like 1050 stuff Uh, like um, first up the morning show um, a lot of the times, no. Uh, when I was driving to work, because um, I work at home now for the five days. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was easy to throw on the radio and listen to first up. And I remember actually when Carl Koliakovo, when he wasn't hired yet, he was just kind of going on a test run. Um, yeah. And he, they ended up hiring him. And yeah, like uh, <coughs> when I listened to first up, I was... Uh, yeah, like I like Carlo Koliakovo, and he was really good. Um, and I forget who they've had a couple of different hosts with Carlo. It's Koliakovo. Aaron Karolnik now. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't but... remember. Uh, I don't remember Karolnik. I oh, Landsberg, Lan- Michael Landsberg. Uh, yeah, I remember him being on the show. Um, I remember Landsberg being on the show uh, with another gentleman that um, is. Oh, CFO Dave Naylor. Dave Naylor. Yeah, Dave Naylor. Uh, I enjoyed that when it was Dave Naylor and um, the other gentleman that you just mentioned. I really, uh, I enjoyed that one too, but. Oh, um, Landsberg or yeah, Corona? Landsberg. No, Landsberg. Landsberg, yeah. When was, okay. Yeah, when it was Landsberg. I really and enjoyed ha- that. Yeah. And have you checked out some of, um, uh, and I know you don't drive uh, now, but. Um, have you checked out um, any, uh, I mean, you can listen on the app to it. Have you checked out some of Sirius XM's content, like NHL radio, MLB um, radio? No, I've never checked any of that out because I don't have Sirius XM. Uh, sometimes maybe on YouTube or, um, you know, on Twitter, if there's something there and there's a clip, maybe I'll hear something from there. But I'm not a subscriber to Sirius XM, so I've not heard it. Uh, to my knowledge, I haven't heard any knowledge or any uh, anything from SiriusXM. Right. Okay. And uh, as we wrap up the um, the show, w- what are a couple of sports podcasts that you like to listen to? Some Canadian ones. 
Yeah, I really uh, love listening to the Steve Dangle Podcast Network, the SDPN, um, because I love the Leafs and I just love their uh, takes on that. Um, yeah, and um, another one that I'm really loving is uh, also on the SDPN Network uh, is the Chris Johnson Show. Um, Chris Johnson, he is very plugged in, uh, especially to the Leafs, but uh, to the NHL, along with Julian McKenzie. Um, I think that's a fantastic podcast, and I look forward to listening to that one every week, uh, especially this time of year when, um, you know, uh, unrestricted free agency comes up on July 1st um, or the, um, the end of June, they have the draft. Um, so in that trade deadline, like those are the times that I love scouring uh, the Internet, Twitter, anywhere I can find content on. Uh, rumors and trades, especially about the Leafs, but uh, NHL uh, as well. Um, I love that time of year and I love scouring for that content. Some of my favorites all, um, when it comes to, um, to um, you know, to uh, the sports ones, I really like, um, I really like the sports net ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I do like, uh, I do like the fan morning show. I do like Jeff Merrick. I do like um, uh, real Kipper and born. I do born. like listening. Yeah, that's a good one. I do listen to that sometimes because they do have that on uh, YouTube. So sometimes I'll, yep. uh, depending on the content, I'll, I'll watch the real Kipper and born. And uh, yeah, we were lucky enough to get uh, born on our podcast at one time. Um, and mm-hmm. He's a really good guy and very knowledgeable. And where can people um, and where can people contact you if they have any questions for you or they want to connect with you? They have a question. Where, where can they find you online? Yeah, you can find me online um, on Twitter and it's at neutral zone cam J. And yeah, I love interacting uh, with fans. Um, talking hockey, baseball, Argos to beat those kitty cats. Um, whatever you want to talk about, just uh, hit me up on Twitter. And yeah, I love conversing. That is awesome. And you can reach me. You can follow me on Twitter at ATOM Podcast 819. You can email me at ATOM Podcast 819 at gmail.com and check out the All Over the Map uh, podcast Facebook page by searching All Over the Map Podcast. Kim, I'd like to take this opportunity to um, thank you for joining us uh, on All Over the Map in the studio this evening. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no, thanks so much, Ali. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you so much for uh, getting me on the podcast. And if you ever need me to come back on Pots and Sports, I'm more than happy to. Oh, I'd like to have you back. I'd like to have you back real soon. That's great. And we will take a quick break and come back and wrap the show up. You are listening to All Over the Map. Stick around. Looking for sports content on the Bills, Blue Jays, Raptors, Argos, and more? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more, please follow the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Hey, you, why you look so sad? Don't be so sad. I tell you what you're gonna do. 
If you got a vino, you pour yourself a bicchiere of vino. If you don't have a vino, maybe you got a panettone, maybe you got a panini, maybe you got a cafe espresso, but you 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 fix yourself a something bella nice and you go go to your computer and you log on to CNT Radio. And you listen to CNT Radio, okay? You do all that, you're gonna feel much better. I promise you. Alright? Ciao! My thanks to Cam Jenkins for hopping in the studio here once again for the Thursday show. We will be coming back with you with Simon Bennett on Monday, June 5th. And I look forward to connecting with you then. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the heat, and we will be back. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Thank you so much for listening to All Over the Map. If you have any questions or feedback, you can email me at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. That is A as in alpha, T as in the, O as in over, M as in map, podcast819 at gmail.com. You can also feel free to visit our website to learn more about upcoming episodes at https colon slash slash allytechgroup.wordpress.com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map. Once again, that is https colon slash slash ali techgroup.wordpress.com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map and it is not goodbye it is until next time